All right. We will call the meeting to order. There's no members of the public here. Um, can we move on to consideration of the minutes? I'll motion to approve. I'll second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All right, moving on to considering the RFQ response for the artist mentor for the bus stop venture project. Okay, um, well, I don't have my dates with me, but we did put out a request for qualifications. I wanna say it was early July with the end of July deadline for an artist mentor who would work with the committee and also work with um, a to be selected emerging artist to create a bus stop bench at a bus stop in the uh, South District neighborhood. Um, we had one application come in by a very venerable artist, Hani El Khadi. Um, Hani's history, as you might have gleaned from the um, application materials in the packet, involves a lot of work with student populations in mural work and such. Um, the one thing Hani doesn't have, though, is any experience in construction or very much experience in three-dimensional um, art projects. It's much more about the um, two-dimensional and um, mural art. Um, so I called him up uh, to ask him about that specifically, and he r realized that he would be very uncomfortable with um, having to have the responsibility of mentoring somebody through, a, through something that he really wasn't familiar enough with, and so wanted to withdraw from, um, from that pool of one. Um, <laughs> so I, I let Eleanor Levin know that uh, we'd had the one application, um, but he wanted to withdraw because of the experience. And so she uh, has now helped put a call out to um, folks that she knows um, to see if we can to see if we can get another applicant for that position. Um, I there were a couple people that came to mind who've done work. Um, in, in Iowa City, one is Kara Briggs Farmer. She did the, um, uh, uh, what's it called, a uh, Mandela, Mon Mandela? Oh, oh, the Mandela. Mandela and these neat sculptural pieces out of metal that are in the James McPherson Park off 7th <laughs> Avenue. Um, really good at construction, at least with metal. Um, and I have a feeling that she would, she could be a good artist mentor if needed. But um, I'll get back with Eleanor and find out if she's had any responses. But if we don't get this artist mentor thing figured out fairly soon, we may need to revisit what that project looks like, I think. Um, and whether that's doing a request for uh, proposals by artists who aren't necessarily emerging um, or not that's I guess to be decided and we can let the South District neighborhood help guide us in that but um, th that's where we are today 
Sounds good. So I guess one option, if there are no, is there, if there's no interest in people being mentors, is to just kind of expand the RFP to artists to actually just do the project with no mentor. Yeah. But it would kind of raise the, it would be less about in you know new artists and more about mm -hmm. people who could do it themselves without mentorship. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so the next item is the Black Hawk Mini Park project. Okay, so um, if you'll recall at our last meeting, um, uh, Dawson had shown us where he was with the design for the, um, for the um, interpretive plaque um, that'll go in the Black Hawk Mini Park and, and uh, he did not have this level of design completed yet. He wanted us to see this. He said he had only a couple of um, details yet to improve upon this, but this is basically the final design. Then um, I, ha I worked with the city attorney's office because one of the other aspects of this project is that, as you'll recall, we budgeted $5,000 for this in the beginning. Um, Dawson got up off to a, a little bit of a rough start and uh, or slow start I should say but uh, has done yeoman's work now but we offered to help in an, in a way um, by um, securing the manufacture of this interpretive plaque leaving the design to him but having it manufactured by another um, third party um, we got an estimate for the manufacture of that uh, plaque came in just short of $3,500 um, which eats a huge chunk out of a $5,000 um, budget. Um, so in working with our legal department uh, and wanting to get an agreement going with Dawson because he had already done so much work and we had already pretty much indicated that he was going to get at least a f the first third of the $5,000, um, we wrote up an agreement that I've highlighted the main parts here. Just just for your understanding, because it is a little, uh, it's a little wonky. So these are just parts of that agreement that he has signed the, uh, and the city manager is also signed now. But essentially it says he does get that payment for $1,667 um, and that the committee will approve his final design, which you had just seen on the screen before this. Um, it memorializes that we had discussed, discussed the option of having a third party sign company rather than the artist fabricate that signed for approximately $3,500. And, uh, and that it's important that he understood this and he did that without an increase in the budget of $5,000, the artist would only be compensated the 1667. Um, uh, and that the committee was going to consider an increase in the budget for the project at this meeting here. The second, I think, meaty part of this is that, and which he agreed to, that without an increase in the budget approved by the committee, the artist agrees and acknowledges that he will only get the 1667. So um, it was, in a sense, a leap of faith on, on his part to sign that and realize he may only get the 1667, but, um, as was brought up by um, Anita at our last meeting, um, it makes a lot of sense that the artist be compensated at least as much as the cost of the manufacture of the sign is. Um, so I've sort of drawn this 
out in math here the way I've, I see it, and, and it's just exactly has how I explained with the original budget, um, a ASI, the manufacturer's estimate at 3,400, leaving only 1,598, which is less than the 1,667, another part of the wonky uh, math here. Um, so that means that if we add another $1,804 to uh, the project, total project costs, then Dawson's fee would be equal to what the sign production uh, ends up being for a total project cost of $6,804. And what I would recommend is that we increase the budget uh, to $1,804 out of this fiscal 23 budget we're going to be talking about yet this afternoon. That's my recommendation now you guys can discuss and determine. Well, I, I, I think that's um, really positive. I think that, that that seems really fair, and especially with this part two mm -hmm. of the project. You know, so that breaks it down pretty nicely in terms of the requests being made of, of Dawson, you know, and I know he's very excited about doing the following up on the biographical and historical information. Yeah, I, I did leave out about how part two, um, the part for $1,804 would work. Um, we'd amend this agreement that you saw highlighted to include $1,804 and part two, which would be to write up the history of the Black Hawk Mini Park and um, the biography of Black Hawk, um, get that proofed and um, reviewed by other knowledgeable people in, in those fields, and um, we'll incorporate that into our website, which would then be accessible through a, a QR code on the plaque itself. So it, there's there's some meat to part two. I know also, oh, oh God, sorry. <laughs> uh, I know also that um, there is a li Melody Dvorak is the adult services librarian at ICPL who does local history. And Marsha had shared, I believe they already have a web page for Black Hawk Mini Park in some regards. So not, not saying that part two is irrelevant, but that there's a, a local history infrastructure already that Dawson and we can kind of plug into versus having to reinvent the wheel ourselves. So I think that's really exciting, and I think there are a lot of multiple there are multiple interested parties in this project. Um, yeah, I think Dawson will be very excited about. It. I think he really is a very inclusive mm -hmm. person and enjoys that collaborative element. So I think he'll he'll enjoy that. Not to do not not to do not to do financial gymnastics, um, but I know last week you or last meeting you had mentioned like really trying to like get rid like we have for a negative history of a lot of funds carry over mm -hmm. um it, if like this rfq for south park for the artist mentor in my opinion it might be worthwhile considering just voting on putting out an rfp for an artist regardless and can we use that money that we had allocated for to pay the mentor and use that for this project and then we wouldn't i guess i don't remember how much money that was but then we wouldn't have to dip as much into fy23 and we could 
try and get rid of some of our FY22 money? No. Or is that? Hey, the, 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 that's, I mean, if in city budget world, that's already done. We, oh, can, we can't, we, okay. yeah, I mean, we're already in FY23. Gotcha. So the carryover's gotta happen regardless okay. at this point. And the South just District knows that we said, okay, we've got 12,000 for you and right. probably wouldn't oh, okay. be cool with okay. us taking, it would have been 2,000 <laughs> yeah. for the mentor. Okay. And also the idea with that project is that there was a mentor and an emerging artist. And if we're just going with a established public artist, they would expect a larger fee. Yeah, so we would just put it all together for them, I think. Are there any concerns with um, adding $1,804 to this project out of next year's, or out of FY23's budget? I don't know if I have any concerns. I just, the, the, the question I would have, I guess I understand the desire to, to try to match, you know, the, the efforts that are there, but I mean, is, isn't the, what it's gonna be as far as manufactured out of, isn't that part of the art? And isn't that something that should have been thought through in regards to, or I mean, I don't, I don't know if, if the $5,000 budget that was there, that was, you know, that we had thought through on this, if that was just a shot in the dark, or, or was it an expectation that an artist would bring back a product to us that was met the, met the budget? You know, and in this case, it was a decision to, to go with ASI to do the manufacturing of it. But I, they're gonna, I don't, I don't know, I don't have any, I don't know if I have any issues in regards to increasing the budget. It's just, um, I, th I think the budget was optimistic to okay. begin with. Um, okay. You know, for, and I think too, the thing to, you know, that you always really have to be cognizant about with public art is. Safety, American Disability, you know, actor. Sure. You you really have to have all those yeah. compliances and also the experience of the artist in working in this realm. Which, you know, I think it's great that we're trying to encourage more local artists to come forward and do this kind of, you know, it becomes like this larger engagement with, you know, rather than, you know, importing public artists from around the country to have our own. Mm -hmm artists participate is really important but then i think there is going to be this again you know it just sounds like great that's a lot of money and i'll build this space and i'll do all this and it's like that's a lot of work mm -hmm. <laughs> so. yeah i i had kind of wondered the same thing it's like but to your point the original budget didn't allow much outside of fabrication costs, whether he was fabricating it or ASI is fabricating it. There's not a lot left over for, you know, his time. Um, but it would have been nice to kind of have that feedback right up front rather than like this. But um, I, I don't disagree that adding a little more to it, it makes it feel more fair and um, for the time he has put into it. So. I think um, inflation too during the period of the project has impacted the price of anything signage wise that we've got it for any other projects. So um, Julie had indicated she was okay with the uh, increase to it as well. Okay. 
Motion to approve. Do we have a second? All second. Okay. All in favor? Aye. 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 Great. Okay. Thanks for working through that, Wendy. Yeah, that was legal gymnastics to get that <laughs> written <laughs> right away. All right. Uh -huh. The next and last item on the agenda is the <laughs> FY23 budget. Okay. So I've got up on the screen here um, an active spreadsheet so we can plug numbers in everywhere. But I kind of wanted to start, if you don't mind, if we could start at the bottom um, where we have had a line for $2,000 in FY23, which was not spent. Um, we had it brought to our attention that one of the sculptures in the um, uh, Peninsula Park could be just on the east side of the bridge that goes across the river at Iowa River Power Company. Um, I should go back to my slideshow. Is in disrepair. It's this sculpture here um, called Simple Flight. Um, this is on the left, the picture of it um, probably about 10 years ago, and, and on the Sorry, on the left, 10 years ago on the right, is fairly current. And it is in disrepair in the sense that the, um, the paint, it's a powder coat paint, is coming off. You can see it's coming off the eyeballs here, coming off the top of the bobber. It's really cracked and coming off the wings. Oops. And um, it's deteriorating quickly. This picture on the lower right um, shows what it looked like a year ago. This was earlier this summer, so it's really starting to, to rust and deteriorate. Um, I talked with the man who, David Dennis, who did the, uh, it was a partner in getting this Nelson refurbished and replaced down at Riverfront Crossings. He's done a lot of work for um, the U of I, and um, he came up with a an estimate of 3800 and fifty dollars for, as you can see, this bullet list of items to take it down, uh, fix it, basically sandblast it, and repaint it uh, in a powder coat uh, way, and replace it. Um, he then came back and said uh, we could probably lower that by five hundred dollars if the city could come in with a forklift and skid loader and driver to help, um, and that would get it down to thirty-three fifty. Um, so uh, it, you can't just go back and paint these powder-coated um, sculptures here. It will involve um, this sort of higher, um, just sort of higher effort to get it refurbished. I guess the decision would be, do we want to go forward with that or do we want to deaccession it uh, from the collection? Uh, it's 10 years old. It was done by Jason. Oh, I don't have his name on here right now. Uh, and he and, and the artist, I was not able to find contact information for him to, and he's no longer responsible to come back and um, maintain it. At this point, it's our responsibility. Um, so my recommendation would be to put at least $3,350 in our maintenance budget and com commission the repair of this piece to be done. Um, 
We also have, if I can switch back to the budget page, um, uh, one of the bookmarks, um, those fiberglass sculptures that is just outside where UAY and trans the transit offices on Iowa Avenue is also in pretty bad disrepair. I'm kind of going out of order here. Let me get there. Uh, this is what that looked like yesterday. Um, it looks like it's been kicked in, um, hit with all kinds of different things. Um, is you know in disrepair in a number of different ways with framing that may have been added after it was built in the first place to hold it together um, and then that framing as you can see on the spine of the book um, coming off this was a, a gift to the city um, from Susan Craig the then director of the um, Iowa City Public Library uh, so there is also that to that to consider my thoughts are that this is probably a little beyond repair um, and that we ought to go through the motions to deaccession it. Um, How old is it? Do you know? Uh, do I have the plaque? Those are old. About 10 years, do you think? I thought those books were older than that. Um, I had a picture with the plaque and I don't have it on here for some reason. Just seems that that would be really hard to repair without the artist being involved, because it's yeah, it's not just color. It looks like there's it's painted. We don't have to make a decision on this right now. I, I'm I'm trying to make a point about we do need to pay attention to our maintenance line, and uh, we have the simple flight. Um, piece and then another piece uh, which is at the entrance to the Sycamore Greenway near Grantwood School it's um, a, it's two vertical mosaic tile posts on either side of the entry to it and the artist was Jill Harper who along with um, some students she's an art teacher did these mosaics um, several years ago as well. And it's in need of some repair, but she estimates that $400 would, um, would take care of that. The main problems are here on these seams, as you can see across the middle, and on some of them down near, down near the bottom. We actually did have a resident uh, from the neighborhood call up alarmed last winter that pieces were falling off and um, wanted us they wanted us to do something about it so um, I think at least those two pieces should be considered in the maintenance budget we've had more than one member of the public ask about that one I know through through parks and Rec. so um, I know people know of it and are you know viewing it on a regular basis to know that it had some some minor um, repair needs and the $400, is that the artist would do that themselves? Yeah. Okay. Do we, I know that, you know, we just decommissioned the other mosaic art piece mm -hmm. um, near the dog park. Um, I just worry that if, um, is, there, is there any precautions that, as part of this maintenance, that they could, you know, make sure that it's not, more of them aren't kind of spalling off? At, some it sort just of feels like, like clear coat or some yeah. protective. Yeah, let's see. Like Did I ongoing battle? 
Like the difference with this piece, though, is it sets up higher. So the the you know the benches that we had in the park, that was the issue there was maintenance and, and equipment hitting it. This it's it's probably more people going by and touching, touching it. it. Yeah, and it's probably a little freeze thaw too. I it would could think. be yeah. Getting yeah. in. Yep. Yeah. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. And they they don't quite have the the safety kind of concern of like it's a bench you could cut yourself. I mean, I guess you could if you vigorously rubbed you know the mosaic right uh in its current form but so you don't really have any concerns about ongoing no, maintenance just yeah, yeah. okay um yeah i i agree that both of both of those definitely seem like we should uh take the necessary steps to repair them okay. and yeah de probably decommission or de what's the word you used de Deaccession. the word deaccession. Session. Um, but what is a better word? It does. It's sad, but it does seem like that one is pretty. It would be quite a project to mm -hmm. restore. And I I looked in our um, operations manual about how we determine to do that, and and there isn't anything that would provide guidance. Uh, when you know a beloved former library director is purchase the piece and and do we consult her first how does she feel about it I'm not sure about that or not I, I would I would consult her I would let her know that uh, that it's beyond yeah repair I, I just think that's a courtesy to a donor yeah Okay, oh. so I've added I've added thirty five hundred what was it thirty um, dollars in for the simple flight repair by David Dennis, um, the four hundred for the mosaic tile replacement, zero for the bookmark. Well, is there some cost associated with removing it? And oh, that's a good question. Uh, and, and also, along the same lines, is the city willing to? provide the forklift and labor to help with the simple flight repair like was requested? Well, I'll put a plug in for <laughs> Parks and Rec. They, uh, I don't uh, know if they'd be willing to do that, but they just did an amazing job helping us get several of the new, eight new sculptures installed this last week. Um, it's, it's possible. Um, I'm going to tell you you're not really actually saving $500 by doing that because you've got um, staff time and equipment time in that, so you're probably not saving much, but but it is possible. S saving it from the public art budget. Saving it from the public <laughs> art budget, yeah. <laughs> um, with the um, simple flight repairs, and this is more of a, a lack of knowledge on my part, you know, 10 years that that powder coating has lasted that seems reasonable. Is there anything that the, um, with this new powder coating that would happen if there would be another protective coating that could go on top of that? Um, and if so, that, I, that would, I would assume would increase the budget, but just trying to think of ways to really shore up um, and do what we can in terms of um, conservation work. So possibly yeah. it's preservation work, but conservation. Um, He doesn't talk about any coating over the powder coating. 
Okay, because I, you know, I'm, I'm not asking for like a wax coating. It's not bronze, clearly, but of just making sure that we are doing um, as much as possible now versus sort of punting that if possible, just to do due diligence to um, the, you know, the care of public art that is in our uh, care. I don't know if this was originally included, but it looks like he's um, adding a polyethylene buffer between the sculpture and the concrete base, which is, you know, moisture coming up through the concrete, getting mm -hmm. to the steel is some, some of how the steel underneath started resting and uh, having the paint peel off. But so I imagine that would help. I don't know if, about it. I've never heard of a additional coating over I, powder coating. I haven't but. either, but you know. We can ask. Is it going to a different location? Which? Oh, the 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 flight. It's going to the back to the Thornberry off leash. Oh, that's what he called it. But it's near the dog park. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, it wouldn't. Well, I think it's easier to describe <laughs> on the east as on being on the east end of the IRP bridge. Um, another thing I think would be helpful if you if you can notice in the picture that the um, the vegetation has really sort of encroached upon the the space around the the piece and it might be nice to kind of trim back some of the vegetation so you don't feel like you're having to get into the woods to the plaque is currently gone too you can see in the photo the it's newest back. photo we, we, just, we, the, the, we okay. installed a plaque well, and that's also like a, a sort of a conservation issue of pushing, of cutting that vegetation back too. If you're, you know, hey, it's dripping water, it's doing, you know, I mean, it's going to get wet anyway if it's in a downpour. But again, of of doing that for both both aesthetic and sort of conservation purposes would be really swell. We might be able to use the same skid steer to <laughs> lift it off and do some of the removal of the vegetation at the same time. So. Oh. Might be able to do it all kind of in one swoop. Ooh. Ooh. Planning a work day at the same time. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so the, there was only one other uh, note in in the intern that we'd had, Anna Clauser, I think it was, in her review of all of the art pieces in the last year. The only other note of fairly immediate need, at least the way she characterized it in the um, notes, were, were some of the pieces in the literary walk along Iowa Avenue needing um, more cock, if that's what it was, around the statue, or sorry, around the, the plaques and the concrete. Um, and I don't have a cost for that yet. I imagine it can't be thousands of dollars, but um, if that's something that would help those, we should probably investigate that as well. Um, and I don't know what kind of ballpark number I'd put in there, but. Is that something the city would contract out or do themselves, you think? We might be able to do that ourselves. What do you think, Ron? Yeah. We, we, could, um, um, we could see what. Look at it. Uh, Brock, take a look at it. Well, and then, you know, depending on how, you know, they are, they are pieces of art. So, you know, is it again, special caulking, but would this also be a conversation with, um, 
potentially an art conservator. I, I don't know. I don't want to get too fancy about it, but also like they are artwork that happens to be embedded in sidewalks, so it has, you know, um, I don't know, an added element of wanting to inquire about that because I wouldn't want to put like, hey, this is a caulk, and it's like, well, it's really damaging this metal. Um, again, just due diligence, I guess, is what I'm sort of in inquiring about to make sure that we're, you know, well, and then there's the whole question yeah. of how long are those going to be in the horizontal space? We've, I know we've talked before about reinstalling oh. those in a way that would be they where they would be vertical on surfaces. But no planning, as I, as far as I know, has been done for that. No budget created anything like that. Sure. Mm. Where is that request coming from? To, to move them out of the sidewalk and into a vertical surface. Do you know? I couldn't tell you where that came from. I've heard that, uh, we've discussed it before, but I just don't remember why we would, I mean, I think it's a you, big cost. I think, if, if, I think if, you look, if you go up and look at the installation today, you'll realize, I mean, there's just, they're just they're, 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 what's happening is the freestyl process, water is getting underneath them and it's just spalling the concrete around them. And then you get into a scenario where snow removal ends up hooking them and doing some other things. So I think that that's the idea behind trying to remove them out of that space and to, to a different space. But um, yeah, I mean, so it's just kind of been the maintenance piece of it. Well, there is also kind of a safety issue too. I don't know. I mean, clearly people aren't, but I've personally slipped. I've not fallen, but I've also been, I'm sort of one. spooked about them and avoid, you know. So I, maybe w would we consider as um, kind of an investigation of this engage someone to tell us whether or not, you know, re-caulking or sealing around them would help, and if so, how much that would cost versus get a price to, or start, or if they say like, no, I just, it's not worth doing that, we should make a plan to get them out of the sidewalk and. But, but I think that, that, that's, that's a bigger plan. That's a way bigger plan yeah. because like, it, you know, it, it, when, you, when you look at that, it changes the streetscapes, you know, completely yeah. you know and so i think that that's a bigger discussion it would probably be a capital project that would be doing that okay it also that's feels like a public input kind of right i don't know people really like that literary walk mm -hmm. i don't know if they'd want it as a literary wall mm. <laughs> so i guess i remember that i think it was like a a budget number at one point it was huge but it's good to know it'd be more of a capital project um so I think maybe it's just the first step is to find out who would do it and if, you know, what it would take if that would actually help prevent water from getting under there more and the, you, you the small long, an estimate of, of how long it would expand their lifespan or something. Yeah, the small resealing. Same reasonable. Mm -hmm. I just have two comments really quickly. Um, I'm I pulled up our art management plan um, and the section on maintenance and conservation is really just definitions more so than a plan not to insult the work <laughs> of people before us. Um, I mean, so I, this like continued funding I think should be a, this idea of like when we plan for this, I think we need to do a better job of considering like future maintenance needs. My second comment, um, 
as we talk about the Lit Walk, is that like something like the Iowa City UNESCO City of Literature group with its like 30 person advisory board and full-time staff of its own, like how much of the Lit Walk is our responsibility and how much of the Lit Walk is UNESCO City of Literature responsibility? The Lit Walk was put in before the UNESCO City of Literature organization was established here. It was one of the first public art Like 2004 is what I want to say. Do you remember, Ron? Um, that would have been 2001, two, probably. And the City um, of Literature yeah. established, was established in 08. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not certain how the UNESCO piece would tie into the actual artwork there. But I do think it goes into that really squishy sort of bringing more people in, but that sort of, you know, public comment sort of component of it. Maybe it's just chatting with them, you know. Um, that would need to happen. It was a city-driven streetscape project. That's true. That's true. Was, yeah, between the University of Iowa and City of Iowa City. Okay. Such a project. But yeah, I guess my question was just like in terms of money. Like, there seem uh, to be some like really big <laughs> picture groups invested in this project and would love to see financial investment from those big city groups in the conservation and upkeep of said project. So this is a money-making scheme then, Dominic? Not money-making, <laughs> but just like... No, I see what you're saying, yeah. Someone else's budget. It seems like for, for the city's purposes, they wouldn't want to do anything until those sidewalks needed replacement, you know, and it was part of that kind of ongoing budget. And then the conversation of do we re-embed these or is there another public site that might be better served with these, you know, if there's a new bu a building going up or something, I don't know. What's the life of that sidewalk, Ron? Depends <laughs> on if you're on the plaques or not. <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I mean, there's there's some other there's other maintenance needs that are in the corridor. So I think it's ju it's it's just a matter of you know at what point, you know, do you do you make that decision, right? You know, whether it's the trees or you know what other what I mean, there's there's other issues within the within that corridor. So, um, but I I do imagine it will, I, it would it would probably be a joint venture again between the city and the university. It'd be my that would be probably the way that that would move forward. Um, yeah. You know, and in regards to the, you know, the, the whole, the, the maintenance idea, you know, one of the things that we're going through now in the, with, with city infrastructure is asset management. And I think as we delve into that further and, and get that platform established, I think we can then bring the public art, you know, as, as an infrastructure piece into that to, to plan better for those maintenance items okay. as they come up and, you know, have, you know, know when, 10 years is up and we should maybe look at painting this instead of, oh, I was out there looking at it yesterday and yeah, it really needs to be painted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even just think like if we like budget, I mean, I, I don't know if we've like accessioned a piece since I've been on the council, but like when we do like the budget to include like layaway funds or some sort of like investment pool for ongoing maintenance. I mean, yeah, that's something that we talked about 
feel like maybe when we put in the strategic mm -hmm. plan together that yeah. new work, new permanent work have a maintenance plan as part of the submission, you know, with an estimate of, you know, when, what would need to be done. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've required that on, from anyone yet, but I don't think we haven't really had any long-term sculpture yeah. stuff come yeah. in since then. I guess our plaque in Blackhawk Mini Park. <laughs> right. Kind of, yeah. That's yeah, a good example, though. Those yeah. do get like they can get fogged over from yeah. weather, and they yeah. look funky. I mean, mm -hmm. I think the pieces that we've that we've done have been more protected. You know, been, been interior pieces, not nearly. You know, in, uh, other than the, the the sculpture pads, which is revolving, so there's really not a maintenance piece that goes along with that. Or is there? Uh, uh, because uh, of uh, all the bolts. Yeah, other than yeah, figuring out how you do the next year, so it, yeah, yeah, they're not riddled with holes in the top. But yeah, yeah. No, nobody's piece matched up with any <laughs> from last year, and yeah, they were all different. Um, but um, so um, do we want a round number on maintenance for literary walk recock or at least put a placeholder in there for a few dollars mm -hmm. and then maybe we should move on to another section what would you guess? 1,500 yeah, I mean, I, how many are there? How many are there? Like 26, I think. Jeez. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, would, I would guess 500 should be enough to. But what if we need swanky caulk, Ron? Swanky caulk, well, then, then <laughs> probably 1,000. Put a thousand in just the, for my typical answer is a million dollars will take care of all it. Right, so right, that's, right. That's in, in the public works world, our capital <laughs> project is anything's a million. It starts at a million and goes from there. But yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the other thing in this category was the Longfellow pedestrian tunnel, and I just I already put the four hundred dollars that we've had in there for years in there for FY twenty three. Could we go ahead and at least bump it to five hundred? I'm just thinking of inflation. And just like, I don't know, maybe they'll come back next year or this year, and it's the paint has gone up. I don't know. Let's, let's try that. Let's see how it works. Is that, is that for waterproofing, or what needs to be done to the tunnel? They repaint it every each year with oh. a new mural. Oh, I thought this was, sorry, I thought this was like maintenance only budget. Yeah. No. That's it, just for the This is the tunnel. other budget. This is Got the it. other piece, yeah. Yep, makes sense. Just side note, on the LitWalk website, it says there's 49 riders. An additional 39 are recognized in the second phase of the project. Does that sound right? 49. Altogether. Second phase. I wonder if that includes the stamped pieces. Oh, like how they have it just. Might include the stamp, yeah. The ribbon that goes down the sidewalk. With the Pedmall Tunnel, we reprep that every time it's painted so um it typically wouldn't last much longer than that that time frame that it's on just because of the location of it there's water that drips kind of constantly so we do the best we can <laughs> to get it prepped but um it's it's a challenge always okay. depends on what time of year what the rain's doing all of that Um, shall we move to the top of the page then? 
So the sculpture showcase um, has eight pads now, and we have been budgeting or paying um, $1,500 honoraria to sculptors for each uh, piece they put up. So I was assuming we would do the same um, for the coming year and put 12000 in for that. I, I, I put a little question mark in here uh, for Ron as much as anybody. Uh, because engineering built the pads these are on and now with the second year's worth of holes and at least the first five um, we we may need to think about a way to um, preserve those and one way the artist um, skip willis who has um, three sculptures up this year said that in uh, i want to say it was a tumwa they have the concrete pads like we do then they have a three-eighths inch slab of steel that's up on um, little risers of its own almost making a table um, into which the sculptures are drilled so that metal ends up getting the holes in it and not the concrete below so um, you, you replace the metal every year or not every year huh mm -mm. but apparently it's more durable i guess and it and drilling into that saves the concrete below do you have any thoughts on that, Ron? <laughs> I, mean, I think that makes sense. I mean, if yeah, we could we could price it out, but so because because you know they kind of the way it works now. At least I assume you know they 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 threaded they use ready rod into the you know drilled holes in the concrete, epoxied ready rod in, and I we we just cut so. those we just cut those off. So now you have you know whatever's left of that connector, and now you've drilled new holes for the next round. You know, this would you just would drill holes and you'll make those connections sometimes the holes would be able to use sometimes not but you at least would have a platform where you can actually work on both sides of it where with the concrete the way it is now it's just drilled right in to the product itself so I think it would make sense got any idea on what we should budget for something like that I have no idea <laughs> okay all right um, hmm is the concern that drilling the hole, or I guess you're cutting, you said you're cutting the rods off, so it's right. flush. So it's not like it's really allowing a bunch of moisture in there to freeze thaw or anything? No, yeah, it's just eventually you're gonna run out of, you're gonna run out of a place to actually drill. Yeah. Sculpture pads become artworks themselves. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it almost seems like you could wait until that's the situation and then build a metal thing on top of it. Well, we could certainly use that as a reason to explore prices for a year and figure out what it would be in budget yeah. that ne yeah. maybe next year something like it that. It does seem like it would add substantial cost yeah. to the Yeah. Okay. So we should, I think we could probably leave the sculpture showcase uh, at this amount. Um, one other consideration is um, is stretching that to a 2-year program and having the, 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 the sculptures on display for two years. And I talked to a couple of artists who said there are places that do that and it makes it nice for them, um, simply because they're not running around quite as often. A lot of these artists have a lot of sculptures in different towns all over. Um, but if we did that, we'd have to up the, likely have to up the honorarium for that too food for thought anyway. 
And that just, that helps a lot with, the, with staffing issues, right? You know, just a lot of I imagine it would. Yeah, it's really been full time for the last probably two weeks on Sculpture Showcase. Just organizing, helping, and it was, yeah, just much more than you ever imagined. <laughs> <laughs> would that, if we did two years, but we like had odd year pads and even year pads. Mm. So like we would have four new sculptures every year, but just like, would that, I don't know. Would that, that like, that would just erase any ease that you get? I, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't, I mean, there would be the intensity of a sculpture showcase change every year yeah. still. And there's the certain parts of the process that what you'd have to do regardless so putting a call out and getting organ uh sorry getting contracts organized and checks written and all that kind of stuff well do you think you would have to double the honorarium or is it something where they'd be willing to you know if you increase it from 1500 to 2000 or something for two years that's a good question i don't know or if we could increase it to like, you know, do 10 pads with a uh, with an increase or something. So it looks like we're doing more. Well, and this is what I was, I was kind of thinking and wanted to comment on is like, you know, making sure that the sculpture showcase, it's obviously um, like, it's a big deal for staff, right? And time and placement, and it's a big deal for the artists who have another place to put it and a payment. Um, but just making sure that we're making the sculpture showcase sort of a, like finding ways to make it a big deal for the public. So maybe if it is every two years, then it's sort of some sort of programming with it. I, d I don't know what that looks like, I, you know, but of making it, I don't want it to seem stagnant, right? So how does it seem like we're doing more and then sort of adding to that program in different ways? Because if they are going to sit there two years and it's a, you know, a two year exhibition, um, essentially, you know, I don't want to just like, oh, sculpture has been there for two years. I'm sick of looking at it when I jog, you know, <laughs> like we'll jog on by. But, of, you know, how do we make it sort of a thing uh, for the public as well, you know, and sort of if point. this is a program in a way that we are investing in regularly, figuring out how to um, have more pomp and circumstance perhaps with it. Yeah. I've got to tell you, it was, it's been a really fun couple of weeks meeting all these people and yeah. going out on the site with them and even the public stopping by yeah. saying, oh, you're taking that one out? Oh, no, don't move that. <laughs> Too really bad. Like that one. Yeah. Um, and we did. We got a lot of comments. So you know the public is engaged with, with yeah. these pieces. So a, a reason for keeping it active, too. And I can't remember if I um, shared with you or not with regards to involving the public. We're doing a virtual open house where our um, video people have done interviews with all of the artists at their pieces, asked about the inspiration, right. okay. and they're going to put that together in a couple of different ways awesome. that we'll be able to promote. So Jack's working on that now. but. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, when we tried to figure out how to have a, an opening reception for eight disparate places in the community that wouldn't highlight one over the others, it was just, and not just have three people at each place. It just seemed like this video thing might work out cool. really well. So. Anyway, I digress. And was it, was it a 
comment at the last meeting or something I read in the notes about not doing more until we in get an increase in applications. That was our yeah. Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy bumping up the honoraria and doing it for a two year period. Um, both as like ease for your time, but also if this money comes through that we were talking about at the beginning of the meeting, we'll might have a lot on our plate. In turn, you know, like I mean, we can always revisit that if we like hate yeah. the two year period, but I'm, I think it's good. When, when you asked the artists about it, did it seem like oh, pretty overwhelmingly most people preferred to have the two year or? I didn't ask all of them, okay. um, but they certain the, the ones, the, the two that I did certainly liked the idea of they it. Did. Yeah. Where do we advertise this? I mean, is this like in Sculpture Magazine and? You mean to for the request for artists? Yeah. No, it went uh, to, we did a news release for it, and it went to the registry of artists that we have. Um, there are probably 150 or 60 or so artists uh, on that registry. Not all or nearly all are sculptors, but we sort of worded it in a way, put out to your artist friends that we're doing this call. And then, um, one other aspect of that as well that escapes me. Um, no arts council or something? I was wondering if the call went out there. I know I've seen those before. Oh, uh, the, Iowa, the Iowa Arts Council will um, usually advertise those. Yes, that's it. I, I did. I sent it to David Schmidt at oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Department of Cultural Affairs. Yep. But this gets at an interesting um, question, Anita, that we've had um, the discussion of should it be open? Clearly, we had the you know applicant from New Jersey, but of you know we've had a discussion with a former member who didn't want to, who didn't really want it to go past state borders essentially to keep it as an Iowa artist kind of specific program or something to that tune. But then the question is, would we want to maybe open that up, you know, um, to have a little bit of broader advertisement? I guess for the question of budget is, if we do two years, how much do we want the honoraria to be? Or do we not want to go forward with two years? Could we make it at like 18,000 then and budget it that way so that it would be sort of one and a half? So you do 1,500 plus seven, uh, 750, oh my God, is that 2,300, 2,250? I don't do math. Um, well, you could, but you, you but could make some honorarium, and then you could also have, if you did decide you wanted to increase the geography, um, you know, or even make it more regional, just including like Wisconsin, Illinois, Nebraska, or something. Oh yeah, we could advertise our like Arts Midwest. I was thinking yeah, kind of covers. Midwest, right, and then so then you would have a little bit of extra money, you know for um, shipping or you know, to assist anybody. Mm -hmm. But that gets tricky. That's something that has to be managed. I don't know. Did they mention a city that did two years? Uh, I can't recall. They did, and I don't recall. I can try and find them. The, the FY23 dollars that we're looking at, is, is that 
paying for this year's pads? No. That was carried. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. Sorry. No, I have to look, Ron. Okay. Because it all happens right at the... Right, it's, it happens right at the end of the fiscal year. Right. And, and, yeah, so I just didn't know if how how that carries forward and if this discussion would be for the actual FY24 budget or if it would be the FY23 as far as the two-year discussion. Oh, that's right. Okay. I had to carry over the third, the, the last payment from uh, last year's into this year to pay last year's those okay does that make sense the yep. fy22 these guys this year's have been oh the new ones have been paid their first two-thirds out of fy23 already okay. mm -hmm. Can I, oh. well i was going to say so it'd be hard right now we'd have if we were to change the way we do one or two years it would be hard to do it with this set of artists we'd have to right. wait till it would be the next it'd be the next call right yeah. yeah yeah so it might be something to consider for next year yes oh, okay. is there a problem with paying the artists um 24 20 the, or paying them um, 3000 honorariums to me, it just feels like less value for the money than, you know, you can get two sculptures for the exact same cost as one sculpture for, mm. for the public bang for your buck of seeing the change. And it's more staff time and everything, but um, as far as the public's perspective, it feels like less. And also for the artists, you know, because some a lot of that cost is going for their time to come and install it and pick it up so that's still the same cost it's just longer between it i'm just wondering so. if you know you would entice a larger bigger pool with a large, larger on our you know like yeah. that would make it kind of mm -hmm. i see what you're saying exciting. that's i mean i think that's kind of a, a philosophical issue we've we've that has come up in multiple forms, I guess, since I've been on the committee. And it's like, well, what, you know, what kind of, what kind of outlook do we want, you know? So I'm, I'm intrigued, Anita, that's all I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> ah, it's part of this ongoing larger conversation that has come up. Um, and you could also budget it so the artist was paid each year, you know, it was mm, true. So they're not gonna, you know, that helps them with their taxes, but it also, yeah, because they, they don't have that piece in there. You know, they can't sell it. They can't move it. I was just going to say Keller, Texas has two-year sculpture pads, and they pay 1500 Kenosha, Wisconsin pays 2000 for two years. We're as good as Kenosha, <laughs> gosh darn it. Yeah, it sounds like we're already doing good, better than those two. <laughs> because I know it was like Texas. And I don't want you to think that I don't, I don't have enough time to do this. I certainly do, and I enjoy it. It's a, it's a good thing. And whoever comes after me feels the same way about it. So I'm not pushing for 
less activity. No, but I think it's an in, it's a really interesting thing to think about just with staffing and it being housed with a with Marsha who was in neighborhoods and now it's housed with you in economic development and that seems like a different set of responsibilities and a different sort of headspace and and whatnot and things to legitimately consider I think with this but and I wonder with some of the staffing if there couldn't be a partnering with the university um, to have you know for museum studies or you know some kind of a student apprentice um, kind of you know thing that mm -hmm. can happen through you know there's the um, you know the center the, I don't know, the center office of outreach and engagement if right. you know but also they're always looking for opportunities for undergraduates to search you know real life opportunities so it would seem like you know like you know, a summer intern could be a very cool thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would yeah. have been very helpful for at least this installation couple of weeks that we've just had. Well, and, and again, I think there's just a whole lot of value, as Anita was saying, of having having that opportunity for a student, but then also having, having Wendy have help with that. Mm -hmm. um, but then we'd have to budget for that, too, I think. That is true. That is true. So... Well, that's why I'd say partnering with the university because yeah, yeah. the university might be able to assist with that too. Okay. And so um, Nick Benson would be a good person to talk to. Yep, Leslie as well, Leslie Feener. Oh, yeah. Um, she's over there, so. Mm -hmm. Nick interned for me years ago here. Oh. <laughs> yep, small well, world. Look what good it did him. See, now <laughs> he's all fancy and in charge of stuff. Um, Okay. Do we need to make a decision on one versus two years? Currently. I, I, I don't think we do for the budget, actually. I think that could be a programmatic thing that we discuss later. Okay. Because they'll be getting what they're getting for this year, and we can decide if we want to expand the, or extend the display program at another meeting. Maybe move on to, but that's your call. About it. I mean, well, I'd like to try to, you know, I'm happy to reach out to Nick and just explore what could happen, you know, with the student that could help with, you know, summer 23, because mm -hmm. we do know we're doing it summer 23 for sure. Maybe that would be one part of the decider. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, it. A two-year could be a really good thing, but then I, I do think it's also a conversation that could be, that could come around a little bit later this year, maybe, well, maybe not early next, but it could be delayed a bit. Because um. if we did two years, it would, the number wouldn't change for FY23, it would change for FY24? Yeah. Okay. That's the way I imagine it. And then what would be sort of the time frame on, what would ideally be the time frame for you in terms of having that sort of decision made before we get going with FY24? Well, I think I'd want to address it sooner than later. Sure, okay. With the call for artists yeah. for yeah. summer of yep. 23. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So then could we, um, 
well, I don't know what what you know Nick's time frame or your time frame would be, but could we sort of do we have to put a motion to wait to have Anita talk to Nick Benson slash the community engagement office, and then then talk about it, or can that happen casually? I think it can happen casually. Yeah, yeah. have I mean, it on the agenda for next month or yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, you could reach out to Nick too because you would have an idea of hours you would. Mm -hmm. It would be beneficial, you know, what you're thinking of, what the roles would be. I guess it is, are we imagining this is a paid position? Because if, if we're talking about a paid position, that's going to take away from the money we have available for the program, right? So we're doing it with staff now. I mean, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of the, we have city staff now that's, sure. that's doing this, right? And so whether, I mean, however you want, I mean, city, the city is supporting the staff that are a, mm -hmm. a part of the program. If we're looking at outside staff to support it, yeah. there's not that. And so it, then it's the discussion of is it, is it a paid position? Is, is the university now supporting that person to, to help us with our program or, yeah, so... Yeah, I would hope that the university would help to provide. You know, internships either have to be paid or credited. Right. Paid or? Credit hours. Oh, credit hours, yeah. So that's sort of the rule. OK, well, for now, I think we can be fine leaving the $12,000 number in there and then address the, um, the program and what we do with it at one of the next couple meetings or so. Sound good? Okay, so the next section would be matching grants. Um, as I had mentioned last uh, month, the matching grants helped us sort of check a lot of boxes. That's an overused cliche, but um, in meeting what our public say they want um, in public art. And so um, last year we had eight grants of between $1,300 and $3,000. And again, um, you know, it's uh, after having done it, it's it's time, but it's not an inordinate amount of time, and it's kind of fun to have um, these different kinds of things that go on. This grant amount, um, upping it to a max of three thousand, seemed to have um, been a good thing this last year. Um, I would um, entertain the idea of, you know, easily doing one round of grants. Um, not too like we've done uh, several years in the past, but um, perhaps do it in the winter for um, spring and summer events that come up. But that's up to you, too. Do you need that decision for budget? Yeah. Or do you need that? I mean, the we do it once versus twice a year. Do you need that for budget purposes, or is that like a programmatic decision? Oh, that's kind of a programmatic thing, and I guess I'd like to see it consolidated into one round, okay. um, just because there's there is a lot of paperwork and back and forth with um, various artists and such. It does feel like one round is good. Like when the last couple of years that we've done two, it feels like there's like it's always either we're considering it or. We're putting on an RFP, and it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know, one might be more impactful or more special or something. Mm -hmm. And the timing, too, of the seasons making it so that you time it right, that it can be completed during 
spring, summer months. Yeah, it seems like we, when we've had a call out in September that many of the applicants would rather defer until a later round anyway. So it seems like it would be more efficient if we just did it in the winter for spring and summer events. Did we have, was the 15,400 is what we used? Is that what we had budgeted? That was hard to determine. It, w it was right around that amount. Okay. That, and it is what we used this, this past year, yeah. We may have budgeted 16 or 18. I'm not sure. I'm curious if there's, I mean, I agree. I remember looking at the submissions and what was requested that it felt like bumping it from was it 25 to 3,000 or something did mm -hmm. help? I'm mm -hmm. just curious if, if we're only doing it once, one call per year, if there's any appetite for bumping up a little bit more, especially with material costs and everything going up. The grant amount or the total pool the number. For the grant. Mm -hmm. Or both, yeah. Oh. Bumping it from 3,000 to a little bit more. And then if that would necessitate increasing that number. Any thoughts on that? Well, I'm kind of wondering if we could, you know, maybe keep it what we've had it, but then with the potential of maybe increasing what could be had. But then again, you know, I do like that we have done some programs that just don't require, you know, $3,000. So then I'm, I'm wondering if we could almost tier it between, you know, we have one round, maybe we keep the money the same, but then we, you know, we have some that, yes, we'll give you up to 3,500, but then maybe others, it's like, well, maybe they need to f float in like a 1,500 range. So it's not, it's the same amount of resources, but maybe kind of tiering them a little bit. I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to get at, I guess I like the idea of if you increase the budget, it, create, it can create something flashier or it has that, you know, it can very easily cover the cost of materials. But then I also am concerned about, you know, I do love that we ha we do have some real gems of smaller projects that don't require $3,500. Um, and, you know, losing that kind of, losing that kind of feel, I guess, for the matching grant program. But is there a way to make it more efficient, but also maybe make it more appealing, but then can you? I can mean, you please all, all, all ways? Uh, I think, I mean, just looking at back at what we've done, we've kind of used discretion to say, you know, you requested 3,000, but you know, just to distribute it fairly, we feel like we're just gonna um, fund 2,000 of the request. Right. And that sounds great, yeah. And, but then just saying that, that, I mean, I think the once a year is, is fine, especially given the, you know, how the calendar has been used, but, um, so you just sort of say, you know, we have funding for, what is it? Up, up to, to 3,500 or 4,000. Okay, yeah. Just to yeah. potentially increase the scope of a project, but also we have the ability to add a bunch of $500 ones or something. Right. Yeah, and, and we do, I want to call your attention to these four lines down here. Um, they were put into the budget as a direct, um, sort of response to 
a survey that was done um, that resulted in the community wanting these four things, community slash participatory art, performing art, functional art slash bus stop benches, and unexpected art uh, as separate programs, basically. And I would contend that those needs are being met by the matching grant program and thus some of what would have been budgeted for something that wasn't figured out necessarily sure. could go into matching grants and expand okay. the dollars, you know, and improve the dollars in, yep. in there and then just not have those separate lines this year. And that makes sense. And then I'd also have to say for some of these categories, maybe it would be, you know, focusing on a fiscal year with, you know, we do want to spend $5,000 on a functional art or bus stop project. And the rest of it does go into, you know, here are all the things you can do with our community matching grant program. Do you want to do a participatory art? Do you need money for that? Performing art, unexpected art. Yeah, there you I, go. I like the idea of it being in the call, putting that language in the call and just having more money so that there's the option to just fund the really best ideas. Mm -hmm. well, and then there is the, the real sort of practical question of just because you know, you get a general, hey, that sounds like a fun thing to do. Does that mean there's actually a real demand for it? If you have a participatory art project, will people come out and participate? You know. Like Stephanie Miracle's parking spaces, where she had the QR codes in eight different places, and it was a sound and uh, written, yeah. spoken it's word kind of um, participatory, really participatory art, I thought. So. Yeah. And that's also, I would consider unexpected in a certain way as well. But yeah, maybe we do just want to up that, you know, up the matching grants and then just be very specific about. Preference will be given to these categories. That sounds logical to me too, looking at what didn't get spent. But, um, and I'm gonna have to step away. I have another meeting I have to present at, but. Um, <laughs> Good luck. <enjoy. laughs> I, also agree with that and it's hard you know especially with these smaller amounts like two thousand dollars like are we going to put out an rfp for participatory art for two thousand mm -mm. dollars it's like yeah um it's a grant so, size number anyway right but so it makes a lot of sense to me to lump that into a lineup so, so if we did sixteen thousand plus this is 15 down here and that's all carryover uh, no, it's not carryover. I'm just saying. It uh, was never spent. Right. Gotcha. It, oh, okay. It's not that those dollars can be spent, but we were looking at that as being a way to spend last year's dollars. Gotcha. And if we just put it into a matching grant category, let's just say we went to 30000 instead. I that think that's so smart to do that because it's so much less work. Like, you know, then having all these small things, like here we have this big thing, you know, we just work on that and figure that out. And it's, it's also, I agree, it's also um, getting a little more bang for our buck too with yeah. being a matching grant and you're getting a little more community participation with other people funding it um, in a lot of cases. That, if we, if we bumped the matching grant program up to 30,000, um, that would bring the total that we've, written into this budget now to 47,400 and we only have 50 so um, 
that wouldn't leave anything in the in the large project category. However, we have three large projects we're trying to get done from this past year. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I'd feel too bad about that. With so, the yeah. gate, gateway mural coming up, and frankly, I've wondered if the gateway mural shouldn't also have an increase in its budget because 8,000 seems low. Maybe that's where other 2,000 go. Wasn't the, pl the idea there was the airport was gonna fundraise? They're gonna fundraise, right? And maybe they've gotten <laughs> everything they need so far. But the we eight well, I, I think we should reach out to the airport and find out what their schedule is on that because I think they, I mean they they bid the project to do the door you know the the door replacement and they they didn't abort it because it came in over so oh, really? I don't know what their timeline is to actually have that project move forward for okay. the for the actual door replacements. Yeah, I hadn't heard that because I thought that's what we were waiting on was the door issue, did, but yeah. the, did they get delayed again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do we need to put that the funds for the Blackhawk piece in there? Oh yeah, thanks. That was that, that puts us, I think, in our fifty. <laughs> yeah, that gets us real close. Thanks for noticing that. Well, that leaves about seven hundred ninety-six dollars. So maybe. Well, we also have to look into the removal of the bookmark. Mm -hmm. project which I can't imagine would not have cost yeah and that would just be I mean that's just staff time I wouldn't yeah I would I would I would okay. we can support that I'm kind of you know mm -hmm. Hmm. never mind that was a very f failed putting together of things in my head I like this budget. I know not maintaining existing programs sometimes loses the excitement of new things, but I think the last year has shown us that like we have had a lot on our plate and by our plate, your plate. Um, we're not spending the money that we're budgeting in the timeframes that we expect it to. And we're also coming up with like deferred maintenance costs. Um, so for me, my lens for this next year is less is more and shoring up what we have. So I'm very comfortable with this budget. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited about the matching grants because that does put, that puts money in the pockets of artists here and that puts money back into the community here. So it's, it's really operating in the way that I think we want this to be working. You know, it's our most popular yeah. by far. Yeah. Yeah. Popular program. Well, and I really love that. You know, well, I don't love that we've had to like. There's a lot of damage to the simple flight, but of really starting that kind of process of what, what does budgeting for maintenance look like? What does the process of oh, do we do we start? Is you or another staff member or someone say, hey, you know, I've been looking at the sculpture. I've been noticing it out on the park this might be a, a good candidate for next year or you know starting that kind of process of surveying or just really working to say hey we 
we are working on conservation of our projects. Hey, did you know this might have looked, this looks really fabulous now. It might have been crusty and rusty before, but now it's not. Um, but it's sort of calling attention to and really sort of caring and being stewards towards um, that art. I don't know. It's, I, I think it'll be really interesting in my own sort of art historical nerdy way to see that process play out on a public art um, I agree. committee, I you know. The stewardship of it. And, you know, and maybe the one piece, you know, that's going to be removed, had we maybe noticed in a t more timely fashion, we could have been preventative, you know, so. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really, it's important. And I think there's an interesting video that could be done on our uh, cool maintenance of Simple Flight, but that's me. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not what the public wants to see or, you know, watch, but. Well, David Dennis, um, the guy with the estimate, is a great documentarian. He must have given us a thousand slides on the um, refurbishment of the Snelson, so I'm sure we'll have that. Okay, because now I'm like, oh, let me look at the slides. Um, People liked watching Mural get treat, you know, yeah. it's, it's a makeover. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, of course, that was at the Getty, so I don't know. <laughs> if it's good enough for the Getty, yeah. it's good enough for Iowa City, so. Um. Do we need to make it exactly 50? Or is, if we're 49 something, it's fine. No. I think we're good with this. Or do you just put like a category of miscellaneous for the what's left over? I mean, we could make it petty cash. Add <laughs> 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 well, you could add 500 to the Gateway Airport mural, something, yeah. right? Or just, I mean, you could just throw it in the other category. I'd feel better about that. How about As we'll program it? Yeah. Seven hundred ninety-six dollars. That sound good. Can I motion to approve our fiscal year twenty-three budget? Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Um, so I won't be here for the next. Or meetings. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to India, but I, I and I can try to do it online, but I, I had 50% success last time. <laughs> I have a Fulbright. Oh, oh congratulations! Yeah. yeah. Wow. Are you teaching? Um, it's well, I'll do some workshops, but I'm making a video. Oh, great. On um, what's the subject? Printmaking in India. Oh, amazing! Awesome. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, I don't know. Are we even set up to do like a have someone zoom in? We could, yeah. That could would, yeah. I, yeah, I could. That'd be great I if really you were like, able. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's just, it's the internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm able, but right. I don't know. Sometimes it just doesn't, it isn't with me. Because I did that, you know, I was there last semester and I did that with a lot of my committees. But like I said, I had a 50% success rate. <laughs> I will not be going too close to Pakistan this time. So that was a problem. Okay. Okay. Do you need us to vote on deaccessioning the book? Probably. That would be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
to make a motion? Yes, uh, I'll motion to approve deaccessioning the fiberglass bookmark near UAY. Do we want to have a discussion with Susan oh. Craig before we make yeah, that final? And we should make an agenda item on an official. As soon oh, as you okay. said that, I thought it should probably be on a. I rescind my motion. Meeting agenda. Okay, sorry about that. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> I was going to say, the, my one, I mean, assuming she's okay with it, but, like, if when we if slash when we deinstall it, it could be nice to, like, cut out pieces that are still intact and, like, donate them to the library if they wanted to hang them up and kind of a reconfigured something in honor of Susan, which, I mean, then we can be like, we didn't destroy it. Um, but I'm also thinking of, like, from the library's perspective, of, hey, here's some parts. You want to do something with them? Some nice wall maybe, panels. Maybe. Artists um, would have to be okay with it. Yeah. But then, it, you know, that could... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh. Are we in contact with the artist still? Or do we have the ability to get in touch with... We probably the have the ability, I, I'd assume. Well, I, I mean, and this, this could end up being uh, a potential... You know, new project. If there is, you know, people really like a book sculpture or something there, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It could lead to generating something else as well. So it'll be on next month's agenda, to, yeah. so that the public's aware of. Yeah, and in the meantime, I'll I'll contact Susan and the artist and get their take on these things. In the meantime, what's a better word for deaccession? Decommission. <laughs> decommission. I don't know. It's just going to sit there and port and you know rust and rot, but it's fine. It's decommissioned. It's deaccessioned. Um, anything else on the budget? No. Okay. Um, any staff updates? No, you got a lap for me today. <laughs> we'll we'll just. Curious, are, are there any updates on the South District Neighborhood Art or the Lucas Farms Neighborhood Signs? Well, the South District Neighborhood Art was the uh, artist mentor project oh, that right. Hani applied for. Yep. Um, so the update is we'll try to find a mentor on that. Yep. And if um, not, revise. Hmm? And if not, revise. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the second one you asked about was Lucas Farms Neighborhood Signs? No, I haven't heard a word. And the Kiwanis Park seating area, it looks like it's two-thirds done. Yeah, it's oh. almost done. Awesome. I think there, she's just still waiting for the very last part of the project, which is when at last I talked to her, rolling this metal to fit the circular bench that's already poured. Okay. Is, is there a way to give a deadline to Lucas Farms? I'm not suggesting taking the money away, but building in a little more of a, hey, have you done this by this time? I, oh, we can do that. I feel like it's been sitting there two years. It, it, before the pandemic, I don't really know. Time is strange, but <laughs> it just feels like this project is will be fruitful. It just it's really slow they need, going. They need a deadline. I can, yeah. I can, yeah, I can reach out to them and say the committee is wondering. We got lots of things to spend money on. And, yeah. Sounds good. I'll do that. 
I would really like to give them their money and have that done so we can think of other exciting things or get something out of the pipeline. Mm -hmm. um, I need a feeling of a sense of accomplishment, that's all. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's it. Motion to adjourn. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye.